Now, Del Monte Foods brings you a world of adventure with Rocky Jordan. Anything I can do for you, lady? Oh. No need to be frightened. I'm okay. The name's Jordan. I run this cafe. Oh, yes. I have heard of you. You seem to be afraid to go out into the street. Maybe you'd like me to call the police. No. Uh, no. You can do me a favor, though, Mr. Jordan. If you would keep this package for me, just for a little while, an hour or so. Oh, it could be arranged. I'll put it under the bar. Oh, I would rather you put it in a safer place. Just what I thought. Maybe you'd better just take your package along with you, miss. I don't want anything the police might be interested in. You mean, you think it is stolen? I don't know, is it? Mr. Jordan, how dare you? If you do not wish to do me a small favor, there is no need to insult... Oh. What's the matter? Oh, a big native in the door with a turban and robes and the scar on his face? Yes. It is El Hassan. Oh, Mr. Jordan, please. Please help me. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte, the best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world, takes you now to the Cafe Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient east, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan story... The Lotus Cup of Amun-Ra. It had started when a beautiful Egyptian girl came into my cafe carrying a package. After a moment, a young man joined her carrying an almost identical package. They talked for a minute, and he got up and left with no more than a nod. She looked like she might be beating around the bush, taking up so much of my time. Wait a minute, maybe that's it. But, Mr. Jordan, wait a minute. Chris! Chris! Has anybody gone into my office? No, Rocky, not that I saw. What's up? Come on, we'll see. I ran over to the office with Chris right beside me. And I was right. He was there. El Hassan. And he had just gotten the desk open. He whirled as we came in and his kick caught Chris off guard and he went down. El Hassan picked up the package and started a bolt. But I hurtled over Chris and hit him with a flying tackle and we both went down. The package went skidding off into the corner. Then I saw the knife in his hand. It started down, then suddenly it was gone as Chris let it go with a kick. Sent the knife spinning away. I heaved at the same time and Scarface flew off across the room. By the time I was up, El Hassan was out the back door and running. Rocky? Chris, you all right? Okay, okay. How about you? All right, thanks to you. Ah, forget it. Hey, Chris. Hmm? Look at the package. Oh, yeah. It broke open, didn't... Hey, Rocky, that looks like the U.S. Mint. Yeah, gold. Pure gold, maybe. Well, what is it? I don't know. Some kind of cup. An antique, maybe. Yeah. Expensive, like in a museum. It's in the shape of a flower, like a... Like a lotus. Like maybe the Lotus Cup of Amun-Ra. What's that, Rocky? Oh, never mind. Look, Chris, keep it with you under the bar where you can watch it every minute. Don't let it out of your sight. What are you going to do? I'm going to pay a visit to a museum. At first, I made a phone call to Sam Sabaya, the Cairo police. I told him I suspected a robbery at the museum, and he agreed to get the top man and meet me there. So when I got to the closed and darkened museum of Egyptian antiquities, a squad car was parked at the curb, and Sam and another man were waiting under the light at the front door. This had better be important, Jordan. We took Dr. Harding away from a dinner party. I think it's worth looking into, Sam. Let us hope so. 
Jordan, this is Dr. Rolf Harding, the curator of the museum. I was shaking hands with one of the most strikingly handsome men I'd ever seen. Dr. Rolf Harding was in his 40s with a dusting of gray at the temples, but he was the kind of man women swoon over. How do you do, Mr. Jordan? It's a pleasure, Dr. Harding. Uh, what is it you think might be missing, Mr. Jordan? You have a gold relic called the Lotus Cup of Amun-Ra? Well, yes, although that is not its official designation. Could we see it, please, Doctor? Well, yes, yes, of course. We walked through the long, deserted, echoing halls of the darkened museum. It was like walking through the tombs of the dead. How many centuries of ghosts haunted those rooms? Finally, we stopped in a small, dark alcove, and Harding touched a switch somewhere, and a glass case before us was spotted in light. And there, resting safely in its velvet cradle, was the softly glowing gold of the lotus cup of Amun-Ra. Well, Jordan, there it is. Well, of course, you didn't really suppose it was stolen. Well, yes, frankly, I did. Oh, impossible. We have a most complete system of security. But you see, uh, I have a cup exactly like that in my cafe right oh. now. Why, that's impossible. This was the only one in existence, the only one that ever existed. I could be mistaken, but I'd swear that I have an exact copy of this back of the tambourine. You realize the implications, Dr. Hardy? Uh, yes. It yeah. might mean, for example, that this was not the real one, that a substitution had been made. Gentlemen, this is a terrible thought. Assuming that such a thing were true, who could have made a copy? Mm. Who had access to the original? Why, you... Uh... Only young Professor Bronwyn is in charge of this section. Or rather, he was. What do you mean, was? He resigned recently, left the museum, is leaving Egypt. Oh. By coincidence, today he was to take a plane tonight. Coincidence? That is too perfect a coincidence. What plane? What time? Why, uh, it seems to me the ten o'clock plane. Ten? We're too late. Never mind, come on. We must get back to the tambourine and get that other cup in at once. On the way, I told them about the girl and boy and the exchange of packages, about El Hassan and the attempts to get the cup. By the time we got back to the tambourine, we were all convinced, I'm sure, that the cup I had was the real Lotus Cup. And according to Dr. Harding, it was worth somewhere close to a quarter of a million dollars. So we were all a little anxious as we got there and burst in on Chris, who was sitting placidly behind the almost empty bar. Hi, you rock. Hi, Chris. Let's have it. Hmm? The cup. Come on, give. But rock. What's the matter? Haven't you got it? Why, no. Chris... I told you not to take your eyes off it. I didn't, Rocky. But the girl, she came back, and it was her package, you know, so so I gave it to her. Uh, did I do wrong? El Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Here now is Larry Thor. Friends, of all the delightful styles of pineapple you've ever enjoyed, I think you'll say the most different, the most exciting, is Del Monte pineapple chunks. Different because they're great, big, tender wedges cut from double-thick slices of superb pineapple. That makes each luscious chunk a generous bite size, about one inch long by about one inch wide. Thick, juicy, just the way you probably imagined you'd eat pineapple fresh on a tropic plantation. And here's where the exciting part comes in. These handsome chunks are full, absolutely cram-full of the richest, most refreshing tropic flavor. That's the first thing you notice about any style of Del Monte pineapple. Because Del Monte raises its own exclusive strains of fruit, picks and packs them right at their best. 
when natural tartness and sweetness are in perfect balance. Really, for sheer eating pleasure, try Del Monte pineapple chunks tossed in a salad or cool and sparkling in gelatin, broiled with barbecued meats, or just by themselves for an easy eating dessert. Remember, I'm talking about chunks. Del Monte pineapple chunks. Ask your grocer tomorrow. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, The Lotus Cup of Amun-Ra. It was no use blaming Chris for letting the cup get out of our hands. It was my fault, and Sam Sabaya let me know it. Then he telephoned a report on the possible theft and started a trace on Bronwyn and his airplane passage. Next, he talked to Dr. Harding. There are tests you can make to determine if the cup you have is genuine or a copy. Oh, uh, yes, several. I'll do it right away. Good. In the meantime, Jordan and I will find the beautiful young lady with the other cup, and then Jordan shall identify them both. Just like that, huh? And how do we go about it? By calling on her uncle, Ahmed Ben-Ras, I believe. I don't, Sam. He was working against her, behind her back, hand in glove with that Scarface character, uh, Al-Hassan. And she was scared to death of Al-Hassan, I know that for sure. She may not go near her uncle. Jordan, you do not understand the situation. Ahmed Ben-Ras is one of the wealthiest and most influential men in Cairo, a highly respected man. He is not one to frighten nieces or anyone else. He is a collector of antiques, it is true, but it is beyond belief that he would resort to theft to obtain one, even so valuable a treasure as this. Oh, you're right, Captain. Ras once tried to buy the Lotus Cup from the museum, offered 100,000 Egyptian pounds. Of course, we wouldn't sell. And Bronwyn knew of that offer? Of course. So maybe Bronwyn offered him a private deal. And why would Ahmed Beirats be a party to such a thing? He could never display his treasure. He could never even admit he had it. I don't know, Sam, but it all fits. Never mind that, Jordan. You are going along only to identify the girl in the cup. Remember that. I will do the talking. It was after midnight when we got to the home of Ahmed Bey Ras. He lived, like many of Cairo's wealthy, in a houseboat on the Nile. It was still lighted, and we went aboard and aroused a sleepy servant. Sam's badge produced quick action, and in a moment we were shown into a salon of the most sumptuous wealth I've ever seen. It was like something out of Cleopatra's court. And there, squatted in the middle of it all, was the mountainous body of Ahmed Bey Ras. Come in, gentlemen. Welcome to my home. I am most sorry to disturb you at this late hour, Ahmed Bey. You do not disturb me, Captain, I assure you. I am not an early sleeper, as you can see. And Mr. Jordan, now I shall be pleased to serve you one of my drinks. No, thanks. No. Huh? And this is an official and not a social visit. We hoped you might be able to help us, Ahmed Bey. Of course, Captain, if I'm able. You went to the Café Tambourine tonight to get a package left there by your niece? That is correct. May I ask what was in the package? I do not know. I did not ask her. And I suppose you didn't know that while you talked to me in the café, your friend Scarface was breaking into my office to get the package. No, I did not. I have no friend named Scarface, but I presume you mean Al-Hassan. Who has a scar on his face? Who is he? The priest of a fanatic religious sect. Worshippers of the ancient religion of Amun-Ra. Seems to hate me because I collect relics of his religion. For instance, the lotus cup of Amun-Ra. <laughs> you think that is what was in the package? Simply because I mentioned it tonight? No. 
I'm sure it is safe in its case in the museum. Oh, I would like to have it, I admit. I even tried to buy it once. The legend about it is fascinating. It is a sacrificial cup. It is said that whoever shall drink the deadly wine from it shall not die, but rather gain eternal life. Now, that is an interesting thought, is it not? Eternity to savor the good things of life. You say the cup was not in your niece's package, but how do you know? Where's your niece now? Why, right here, of course. Where else should she be? Here. May we see her, sir? Of course. Sarita, my dear, will you come in, please? Gentlemen, my niece, Sarita Amar. How, How do you do? do? Yeah, baby. I am happy to be able to thank you in person, Mr. Jordan, for what you did. You were most kind. Uh, Miss Amar, may I ask, from whom you obtained that package? Why, Professor Bronwyn. It was a gift. We exchanged going away gifts because he was leaving. A rather expensive gift, wasn't it, Miss? The Lotus Cup of Amun Ra? The Lotus Cup? Why, no, Mr. Jordan. What was his gift, then? Just as I got to the houseboat, I caught Farida Omar leaving, carrying a suitcase. Miss Omar. Oh, Mr. Jordan. I want to talk to you. But uh, not now. Now. I... I want to know about you and Bronwyn. I saw you together in the cafe. I saw how you looked at him. How you almost cried when, you, when he left. You were in love with him, weren't you? No. Maybe you're running away now to be with him. No. And that would account for why you were so nervous. You knew it was a double cross. You knew he was giving Ross the copy of the cup. You were in it with Bronwyn, and you planned to meet later and live on the loot, isn't that it? How much was it? How much did Ross pay? No, you are wrong. There was nothing like that. No? Well, listen, Miss Amara, I've got some bad news for you. Bronwyn is dead. Dead? Yep, murdered. Oh, no. No, he wouldn't do that. Who wouldn't? Your uncle or his hired man, Scarface? No, no. Now, baby, if you want to save your pretty skin, you'd better talk. I... What do you want to know? Ross killed Bronwyn? Yes. And he does have the cup, or the copy of the cup? I I don't know. Nice try, my dear, but it won't work. What? Put your hands up, Jordan. I have a gun. Well, oh, Dr. Harding, you're one guy I didn't figure. <laughs> Shows that you can never tell, doesn't it, Jordan? Oh, Ross, darling, you shouldn't I, have He would have guessed sooner or later, Farida. He was asking too many questions. But now, we won't have to worry about him. Come on, into the car. You drive, my dear, with Jordan beside you. I'll sit in the back and keep him covered. Where are we going? To the ruins of the Temple of Amun-Ra, out in the desert. Because at dawn, there is scheduled a most interesting ceremony. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's something unique. A ritual held this morning for the first time in 30 centuries. One performance only. In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. Everybody has his own favorite fruit, of course, but there really isn't anything that has quite... ...and from Ross's belt, raised high. Harding screamed and lay still. By the time I'd pushed him off and scrambled up and saw the knife sticking in his back, my old friend El Hassan had grabbed the cup and was running away with it. I wasn't sure what El Hassan was trying to do. He had heard the shots Farida fired, and he must have thought there were police out in front of the temple. He was trying to get over the back wall. He ran up on a mound of that crumbling rock. He was perhaps 50 feet up when the ancient stone gave way. The last thing I saw just before it vanished in the avalanche was the outstretched hand of El Hassan. 
clutched in it the imitation golden lotus cup of Amun Ra. Well, Jordan, perhaps Ahmed Beiras has achieved his dream of eternal life in death, even as old men. Yes, sir, maybe so. Jordan, two things still puzzle me. Why did El Hassan come to your rescue by killing Harding? I don't know, unless he figured Harding jinxed the sacred cup by throwing it at me. Hmm, perhaps. But what of Farida and her gun? No problem, Sam. When she saw Harding was dead, it was all over. She just fainted. Yes. Too bad such a lovely girl would allow her infatuation for an older man to involve her in such an affair. Now she must pay the penalty. Jordan... Let this serve as a warning. Oh, never again, Sam. There'll never be a next time, so help me. <laughs> we shall see, Jordan. We shall see. For superb flavor, for dependable quality always, enjoy Del Monte fruits and vegetables. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. The brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by John Dunkel and Gomer Cool, stars Jack Boyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Sabaya, and is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arant. Remember, you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station, and the story is Cairo Tour. When you're hot, when you're tired, when you're thirsty, do this. Have a tall, frosty glass of golden Del Monte pineapple juice, the tropic thirst quencher. Naturally tart, naturally sweet. It's a good source of vitamin C besides. Del Monte pineapple juice. Try it. Bob Stevenson speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>